Welcome back, everybody, to episode 10 of You Meet in a Tavern presents Void. I'm your game master, Kirk. And we've got everybody here, per use, Tins, Brian, Joe DB, Joe the DM, Joe the June. In the vein of quarantine, everybody being at home, uh, real quick, I just want to go around the horn. We've been quarantined. We've been staying at home. Um, just want to tell you, what have you been listening to, watching? Just maybe some quick things so people know, I don't know, what we like to watch. Joe, kick it off. Podcast, shows, something that you're taking part in. I'll be completely honest. I haven't done shit because I have been slammed at work morning, afternoon, and night. Uh, I haven't had a chance to truly enjoy being at home all the time yet, but I'm looking forward to it whenever things slow down. Brian, I know you listen to podcasts 24 7. What, uh, what, what do you got going on right now during the quarantine? I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube and I, I've been going to work. I am essential personnel. So I, I don't have the luxury yet of staying at home. Uh, so that might change. As far as YouTube goes, um, I just turn on a video and then just let YouTube go throughout the day and see where I end up. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. I thought we'd get a little bit more concrete answer. Tins, can you save us? Yes. <laughs> Been on a little reading kick lately. I finally reread Dune because they're making a movie of it that's coming out in November. It's pretty excited. I read it in high school, it was way over my head at the time. It took me like six months to read. Read it this time in like two weeks. Great book. Definitely highly recommended. Sci fi essential. Now I'm reading a book called The Postman, which is part of the um, inspiration for Fallout which is about a man in a nuclear post-apocalyptic setting who uh, finds a post office uniform on a dead person and walks into town and everyone thinks he's a real mailman and he runs with it. It's good. Fascinating. I'm glad I went to you last because uh, Joe and Brian really screws on that. Um, and for me on my front, something I'll pitch um, kind of in line with uh, Pokemon is uh, Pokemon is doing like this Pokemon Twilight wings i think i don't know it's a series on youtube it's free each episode is like four to six minutes um with different characters from um sword and shield so that's kind of cool so i've been watching that um and the other thing castlevania season three baby i'm on episode seven of ten um and i like that series on netflix so if you're into that check it out i hear it gets i i hear it has gotten like steadily better and it's 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 pretty good Yes. Hmm. Yes, I agree. Have you just I watched the first season and thought it was decent, but I never came back around to it. Uh second season it is better than the first and so far I like the third season uh quite a bit. So definitely worth the time. Again, the episodes are 20 to 25 minutes, pretty easy e easily digestible. So that's what we've got on this uh I will say the one thing I do watch every day is the coronavirus update that is given to us by our president and his uh staff. <laughs> I do, you know, it's the, sometimes people ask him interesting questions and then he like tries to get somebody else to answer it. And then he comes back and he says, we're doing, we're doing great. Everything's going to come back. Great. Uh, we're just doing it. Great. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, the best, Tre tremendous the, the country's the best it's ever been. You know what? That's kind of how, how I I'm feel feeling. when I'm describing what this podcast is. <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, we heard you're the DM of the second season. How's that going? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, it's fucking great, buddy. Uh, you know, it's just great. A lot of new stuff nobody's heard before. You know, we're, um, you know, it's better it's, than it's, anyone else. You know, 
big stuff. Nobody's ever done it before. Nobody's <laughs> ever heard of it before. Just great. We're going bigly. <laughs> Smacking. Kofefe Co- 19. Co-fe- going, going hard. Okay. Guys, seriously. This episode great 10. We need, to, we need episode 9 recap. Um, which I'm not even sure I can get us through. I know none of you can. So um, I'm going to do the best. Plug and play what you remember. So um, uh, all out fight broke out between the uh, the prisoners that work within the power plant kind of out front. Uh, you guys, uh, I believe uh, Mortimer and June were kind of pseudo in the mix. Uh, is that right? No, 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 no. June was one of the prisoners, pretending to be one yep. of the prisoners. Yep. Uh, Morty and Jimmy were uh, dressed as guards and kind of weaseled your way through. Um, you guys all made it inside safely. Listen to the episode. That'll tell you what you need to know. You guys made it in. Um, had a hell of a time with an elevator yet again. <laughs> again. Um, it's, tough. it's really tough stuff. Um, just earth shatter. I think I actually had to take the reins there and just say, please stop doing things. Just hit the <laughs> fucking button. Um, you guys got to the second floor. Uh, you met Jill with a K and her Escavalier, the Pokemon That's Escavalier. Right. Look it up. Um, she told you that Reggie right next door was in a pushover and you could get his key card to go down to the basement floor. Fast forward 12 seconds and I forgot I gave that character a name and then forced <laughs> Tins to try and come up with one on the spot, which then halfway through I remembered uh, we ga- I already gave him a name and it led to just piss poor dialogue and bad planning <laughs> all right. around. <laughs> that, I thought it was that, that was actually pretty good. I went back what and listened to your Tins audio. Came up with? Uh, it was he said fuck I don't know, so I just went with fuck I don't know me is what we said <laughs> the name was um, without knowing that I had already stamped that one real hard with. Reggie. Reggie. <laughs> so, and then I did something about it. It was a gamer tag. It was horrible. Um, so, forgive all that. So, maybe cut that out in editing. Um, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Um, so, you guys, uh, oh, the journal. You guys read all the journal mm-hmm. entries. Um, kind of right. found out a little bit about how the electro uh, electromagnetic radar kind of played into the current situation you guys are in now. Um, and then you have taken the elevator down, and as the doors pull back, um, what lies ahead of you uh, leaves your mouths agape. So that's the recap of episode nine that I can do to the best of my ability. Anybody want to add to that before we jump in? No, I think that was solid. All right. I actually have a note here. I can't believe I forgot Reggie's name 30 seconds after saying it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, pretty hit that music. Sprawling out in front of you are hundreds of clear domed incubation chambers varying in size. You notice that the size of each enclosure is made to match the approximate size of the Pokemon inside. Approximate size of the Pokemon inside. Coming through the ceiling and into the top of each incubation bobble are two thick cables that attach themselves to the electric-type Pokemon contained. Looking closely, you see that the confined Pokemon are getting routinely prodded by sharp metal dowels that shoot out of the bottom of the enclosure and retract back out of sight, each one causing the Pokemon inside to release a burst of electric energy. It doesn't take you long to figure out that these electric-type Pokemon are what power all of Kanto. Your watches were logging information so quickly that it has overridden its own audio description capability to capture all the Pokemon you see. 
So right now, that's what's uh, uh, ahead of you. Uh, the kind of like the most noticeable feature out in front. Again, you kind of just see your watches are like vibrating so quickly because it's trying to register all the Pokemon that are uh, in front of it. And maybe something I'll do at the end is just read off what Pokemon you're seeing. And I'm sorry, you said that it's, it's different ones. Yeah, there's well, there's it's like there's various electric Pokemon, various different types. Some are the same, some different. I've got a list here of kind of what your watch will automatically register throughout this um, that you guys will have knowledge of. Um, but yeah, it, like all of your watches are kind of like are just kind of like shaking like a cell phone that won't stop ringing on your wrist, registering all these uh, electric type Pokemon in front of you. Okay. Okay. Damn. So June's just like, what the fuck is this, guys? And immediately starts looking around to see if there's any people down here, workers, anything else besides that obvious thing we're seeing in front of us. As, as you uh, kind of look, June, um, uh, a piercing shrill, like a cry, uh, just kind of cuts through the air and, you know, like causes you all to kind of snap at attention to your right. And a Pokemon inside its incubation chamber collapses completely. A red lamp on the side of the incubation chamber uh, uh, lights up red, and just a little, a little low begins to sound. A voice from across the room, directly across from you. So across from you, straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Hey, boss. One forty-six just died. What the fuck? Uh. So that that that's 146 just died is something that you hear very clearly because it's directly across the room from you. Um, I will say the uh, elevator doors have opened, um, but you, uh, to your knowledge, you haven't been noticed or uh, nobody really knows that you're there. Um, could you all uh, make a perception check for me? This is heavy. It's heavy shit. Nineteen. Eleven. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick just kind of layout of the room um, and some some key items you notice. Your back is to the elevator, right? So you're looking forward. Immediately to your left is a kind of just a blank rock wall as you guys are subterranean into this mountain. Directly across from you, where you heard the voice come from. It's almost kind of like a wall of monitors, almost like a kind of a minority report type situation with, uh, with uh, an MP, but with a lab coat over. You kind of see like the fatigues, but with a lab coat over it. And it's a guy kind of swiveling around on a chair, kind of clacking away at all these different computers and monitors. Um, of cr- straight ahead, separating by those hundreds of kind of incubation chambers. So that's like what's in the middle of the room. So I'm kind of describing everything around them, if that makes so sense. So we can see over the incubation chambers. You guys can, yes. Okay. Uh, so f- far, far point of the room is the monitors with the with the uh, the guy kind of working on them. To your right is a large kind of lookout tower um, that somebody stands on top of. Uh, that you see a person standing on top of that is clearly there for uh, an overview of to be able to see all the bobbles. All of the incubation chambers. That's to the wall to your right. And the right... Raised up? Raised up. Yeah, this thing is raised up, and it overlooks pretty much the entirety of the uh, of the rest of the room. Main focus being on those incubation chambers. 
and then hard right along, you know, your back is to the wall, along the back wall to your right in the far corner is a tunnel that regresses back into the mountain. And we're completely exposed? I, I'm, I'm saying I, I'm, you guys are within, we'll say, the, the inset of the elevator, so you guys aren't, like, exposed into the middle of the room. But you guys have a pretty good vantage point to see all this stuff without exposing, uh, you know, yourself to being noticed. So I'm, I'm letting you guys have some free reign of you're not immediately going to get spotted. That's, that's so good. they're in these containers. Are the are the, like the tubes and stuff just going into the containers or are they actually going like into the Pokemon bodies? Um, so the cables come through the top of the um, container and are physically attached Okay. To the Pokemon. Um, so, any questions about kind of the room layout? Okay. Nope. Got it. Uh, you said the tunnel's on the opposite end of where we are? Uh, it's So, you guys, you're back. That's no, to the hard right. Hard right. right? Yeah. So, if you hard follow right. the wall okay. like that the elevator's in behind you, to your right, it, it ends up being in the corner is that opening to kind of the tunnel regressing back into the mountain. Okay. So and there's are there like stairs or scaffolding we can use to like the raised platform we see for instance that's like up that the overseer of the Pokemon torture room <laughs> can we get up there Yeah so there's like um think of it as kind of like a spiraling kind of like staircase not staircase but um I'm trying to I'm trying to like r- think of something to reference because I can picture it in my mind. So um, it's like a fire escape kind of thing. Yes, yeah, so we'll call it a fire escape. Like an iron. Call, yeah. call it a fire escape with less ladders, more stairs. So it's like it's easy. It's more easily to get up and down than physically yeah. having to climb ladders. Um, no. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what June would do. Uh, I think. June slams the door close button on the elevator, just like just slams it to shut the door and turns around and just says, holy shit. This is bigger than us. This this is huge. They're powering all of Kanto. What the hell is. What the hell is going on? I um I I don't know June, but I think that we should perchance uh do something here to maybe try and uh, uh help some of these uh Pokemons that they seem to be taking advantage of. June shoots a glance at Jimmy. Jimmy's Any like ideas? uh Jimmy Jimmy's actually pretty shaken as well. He's like, wow. Huh. Um yeah, he likes animals. Um he likes his timber, etc. Um and he's like, uh, yeah, what are we going to do? Um, what What do you guys think would happen if we were to, um, I don't know, start going around and busting these uh, things open? We'd probably get shot, Mortimer. <laughs> um, We'd probably get shot. Maybe. I or, don't feel like getting shot today, Morty. I, I, are we just going to leave them all here then and just let them keep uh, doing this or... I like to think there is a plan that's a middle ground between leaving them here and just walking out there. Are you saying we start some shit? I <laughs> I, I think I would like to start uh, some stuff. J- June slams on the door open elevator. 
Jimmy's like, whoa, 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 wait. So as okay. so the as the doors come open, you just hear in the distance, you see you kind of hear like the clamoring down of stairs. Um of the only stairs that you guys are aware of, kind of the fire escape. So you can kind of piece those together and you just hear uh, a guy Ah shit, you sure it's 146? I'll owe Greta, Greg 100 po yen if it's 146. I thought for sure 87 was going to kick the bucket first. And he keeps keeps going down the steps. He goes, hey, hey, uh, do you guys need help moving that in? And you hear. Oh, he saw the elevator door. He, no, he's not. He, he is not directing his voice to you. He's directing his oh. voice actually to the <clears throat> tunnel. So you guys are mm. still completely um, undetected as of right now. But just the doors opening is allowing you to start hearing these conversation pieces. He goes, you guys need help bringing that in? And he is... We'll, 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 we'll say... Uh, give me an investigation check. Uh, whomever wants to... I'm going to say to get und- to go undetected, one of you gets to poke your head out and do the investigation check. <laughs> I got a three. So that's the one we're going with since you rolled it? <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so... Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> you know that the guy's not yelling at you. Uh, he's not shouting to you. You guys need help bringing that in. He's shouting uh, to some other place in the room. You know it's not to you, but it's to some other spot in the room. I, uh, uh, June, uh, Jimmy, they um, sh- maybe we should try and find a place where we can uh, get a better look at what they're bringing in. You, I mean, it might be um, a replacement for 146. If they do that, they're going to have to take 146 somewhere, right? Um, maybe we could try and see where they take these Pokemon when they are um, tired, expired. I, I, I don't know exactly if Pokemons can die or not. I mean, I guess they can. Uh, I'll, I'll have to ask Geneva next time I see her. I would say that based on the fact that we're in an insti- extinction event of Pokemon... I mean, probably that's, die. that's what they say. I mean, they <laughs> die at some point, but I mean, there's also like clearly like over a hundred just right here. So like what remind me, Kirk, what did what did you what there? The wires are wired up to the Pokemon or they're wired up to the to the Pokemon Pokemon directly. So we can't we can't just start smashing and letting them out. No, we, we I mean, could. we could. Like that's that's originally but what I was not, going for. It's not for. like we just pop the pod off and the Pokemon is free because it's like hooked into stuff. Um, I'm it gonna I'm gonna allow you. To, uh, you guys can do. Uh, I've kind of given you a base look at what the bobble looks like on like a quick perception. That's another investigation thing. If you guys want to f- find out more mechanics to it, you know the cables go through the top directly to the Pokemon, and that the Pokemon is kept in place and routinely prodded with uh, a dowel that shoots in from the bottom to kind of spike them and make them release uh, a, a burst of electric energy. That's what you've seen. June's seething with anger right now, especially from that comment of that guy who was making bets on Pokemon's lives. She is not happy. Uh, I'd say she's shaking a probably, sh- shaking up a little bit, shaking physically with anger, and just looks as, as if she's about to rush into that room and start some shit. But she's silent for now. And the door is open right now? The door is open. You guys are undetected. And I did give you a little bit of leeway to step out to be able to see the room without exposing yourself. 
So can I creep up to one of the pods? Maybe this is a stealth check. Can I creep up to one of the pods and try to take a closer look at it? Uh, yeah, sure. Is that a stealth check, or can I, I just do it? No, it's it's going to be a stealth check. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm actually because the guy isn't in the tower anymore and focused on whatever the thing is that's being brought in. I'll give you advantage. Okay, did not roll a three then. <laughs> I instead rolled a natural 20. Okay. <laughs> nice. So um, I'm actually, uh, since the, the, the stealth check actually wasn't that difficult, I'm actually going to roll your natural 20 into uh, a little bit of a perception as well as to what's going on in the room. Um, so are, are, first off, let's clarify. Are you just going to the nearest pod to, to you? To, to the elevator, I guess? Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, in, a, in such a way that it will to the extent possible, kind of shield me from... If I'm looking at it, I'm on the other side of it from where all the guys are. So if that's the closest one to me that I can practically sneak up to and get on the other side of while I check it out, that's the one I go to. Okay. So uh, you may it, it is going to be the f- first one closest to the elevator. As you uh, run to that one, you actually get... Um, a much better vantage point as into to the tunnel because you're no longer along the wall now. You're kind of into the room a little bit, so you have a better angle to look through the tunnel. Uh, you notice the taskmaster, uh, the kind of the guy that came down from the tower that was shouting um, about the bet with Greg, um, is a dark-complected man, close-cropped haircut, uh, with a long black trench coat. And you can see on his hip are two of those blood red uh, government uh, uh, government stamped pokeballs, um, and he's also he's also got a whip kind of tightly tightly wound in his left hand, um, and he's walking towards the tunnel. And in the tunnel, um, you see Jill with a K doing a really bad job at hiding just her shock and amazement as she's guiding in a containment bubble that's three times the size of the largest one in the room. And a couple MPs are behind it, pushing it uh, into the into the room. Um, and you notice inside a huge, huge Pokemon, and it looks unnaturally asleep. What? Can, can, I just see like a large silhouette or... It's a. Uh, does it have features? Give me a give me a perception check. Fourteen. Um, you, you can you can identify that it's a Pokemon inside, based on the containment bobble and kind of like its a shape and coloring. Um, contained is a large yellow beast with black markings along its back and legs, a long light blue tail with hard angles ending in a star shape slowly sways back and forth matching the breathing pattern of the slumbering Pokemon. Two massive fangs protrude from the top of the Pokemon's mouth, a magnificent purple flow of fur forming a cape-like mane cascades down the side of the Pokemon, making it look like a blanket that's just a bit too small, covering a creature that's just a bit too big. Um, okay. Well, what... So the, the, the pod I'm hiding behind, can I tell what's in it? Um, we'll say that it's your watch scanned, and um, the pod that you are behind has. Um, I made a list. It has a uh, Voltorb in it. Okay. <laughs> 
So to us, just a giant Pokeball inside of this thing, and we <laughs> yeah. have no idea what it is. <laughs> it's my go-to example when people are like, oh, Gen 1 Pokemon were so much better than the later generations. I'm like, really? <laughs> Voltorb was really clever. Pokeball with a smiley face. Jin, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, like, psst, Jimmy, Jimmy, what, what are you looking at? What's out Jimmy, there? Jimmy waves for her to be quiet. I'm facing the wrong way. <laughs> he waves like that for the patrons. Um... <laughs> He, uh, quiet, quiet, quiet. He's he and he starts like fiddling with the pod, looking if there's any way for him to open it. He doesn't open it, but he looks to see if there is like a an obvious way to open it. Uh, give me an investigation check. June's gonna try to roll out and sneak by another pod to get closer to Jimmy, since she's he's blowing her off. Okay, investigation is a ten. Okay. Um. You don't see a, a like a um, intuitive way to open the pod, Joe. What'd you would you get on your stealth? Uh, I got a ten. Um. Okay, hold on. Is there like what's passive perception? Is it just uh? Passive perception is uh ten plus wisdom modifier. I think. So it's probably higher than what I got. Okay, I'll, I'll just roll. I'll just roll it for the benefit of the doubt. Who knows? Oh boy, natural twenty. Okay, so, um, what, what, what was Mor- Morty? What did you say? Yeah, I was just asking. We'll, we'll, I was, we'll ice that for a second, Mortimer. What do you got? Buddy? I was just wanting to <laughs> see if I could do like a perception check or whatever to see if I could figure out what the pods were made of, like what material. Um. Cause right, cause uh, Achu's nose is just a giant magnet, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. It always points north, right? Right. I'm just, you know, um, it's a combination of metals and plastics, uh, of okay. which you can't really identify from the distance you're at and what okay. you've seen. Um, Jill, you actually sneak to the pod one closer to the tunnel. Well, actually, it doesn't matter. Which which pod do you want to sneak to? Because it might be relevant where you want to put yourself. So I'll let I, I you don't, choose th- there's, that. I was thinking there's not enough room to kind of hide behind the pod Jimmy was at. So I wanted to go as close to him as possible and still be out of sight of the people coming down the tunnel. Okay. So um, uh, it, we'll say uh, the automatic, the doors automatically closing in the elevator. Right when you step out, you know, the, the elevator doors just naturally close. Uh, you know, due to uh, just n- nothing happening, right? The doors just close. And the combination of your movement in the peripheral and the sound of the doors uh, coming to a close kind of form a perfect catalyst. And the taskmaster snaps his head around and looks into the corner and just sees you tuck yourself behind the bobble. And he immediately uh, starts unfurling the whip and walking... Uh, walking your way and he just says um protect the source and he's just walking towards you uh carefully to the corner okay so i know he's on me then based on that if you don't uh jimmy can certainly tell you jimmy uh i don't know what jimmy jimmy's like god damn it you uh and um well i mean i guess we're about to be in a fight so, do, do June and I have a line of sight? Uh, you have a line of sight to the uh, what? Well, who will call the taskmaster for for now? Yeah, is that what the line of sight you want? What? No, 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 no. 
Do I have a line of sight to June? I think you oh, would yes, be somewhere yes, yes. June sorry, would sorry, go. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you two uh, think of June as essentially one containment bobble over from you, and you guys can see each other. You're like yeah. five feet apart. But the yeah. Taskmaster doesn't know I'm there. Doesn't know you're there. Just saw, not even sure who June is. Just saw June come by, and he's walking in to investigate. Um, so the details of what the Taskmaster actually knows is kind of very little. He's just going to check it out. Okay. Well, Jimmy's Jimmy wants to, as he's walking over, Jimmy wants to sneak underneath the pods and around and try to get behind him without him seeing him. Okay. Stealth check? Yep. Uh, nine. That's not going to cut it. However, um... So he, he he rolled a little bit higher on perception, but nothing outstanding. So he's still not sure that there's two of you there. He he wasn't able to say, hey, the person that he just spotted, Jimmy, moving, he doesn't know that that's necessarily different than when who he, when June ran over. So he's he's now kind of tracking Jimmy, but still following on the same path so he kind of knows jimmy has moved to the middle of the containment bobbles and he's just kind of turned to face jimmy where you are and he cracks the whip out and his hand is uh on the pokeballs to his hip hey who's over there shit jimmy jimmy realizes he's got the guy's attention and he decides to cheese off a little bit and um try to distract him some more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so he's like, uh, Dusty Dugnut, military police, <laughs> looking into some pretty serious electrical issues over here. Can you come give me a hand? Um, <laughs> I, I, do, do a deception <laughs> check. I'm not going to lie to you, Tins. This one's going to be a little tough. <laughs> Does a, let's see. 17 do it. It does not do it. Um, <laughs> it does not do it. He cracks the whip to uh, out to his right, and now the Pokeballs are both in his hand, un- unlatched from his belt. Um, and he goes, the- first off, if you know anything about this place, you know I don't know anything about the electric. The guy behind <laughs> the monitors does. Second, military police just doesn't come down here for help. Who are you? And now he he lobs the two Pokeballs uh, in the air, um, and uh, we'll say it was a lofty toss. So you get a you get a breath to make a to make an action or to say something here, uh, Jimmy, before this thing gets started. Um. <laughs> well, okay then. I guess Jimmy Jimmy's gonna stand up. He's continuing to stroll nonchalantly into the middle of the room, and he's like. Uh, well, I will certainly have to report this incident to your supervisor. And uh, he rolls out Timber. <laughs> so he doesn't. So the the taskmaster doesn't know June is behind one of the pods, and Mortimer's in the elevator still with the door closed. Correct. Is the door closed? Yes. He only sees Jimmy. Okay, sweet. All right. And, so- and, and to be clear, I'm doing this. This is intentionally designed to keep him looking in my direction and not your direction. Joe knows that. So... I just mean, like, in terms of... (laughs) I mean, whether June figures it out or not. I'm just saying, where I'm walking is to sort of... Okay, yeah. ...draw his eye away from where we we had just been a minute ago. Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it. So, uh, what we'll do right now... um, 
Joe, mm-hmm. you'll you'll have uh, one round to do something. Mortimer, you'll have a round to do something, and then we'll roll initiative. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So June's gonna kind of like scooch around the uh, pod that she's at to try to get out of sight of where Jimmy's creating the distraction and she's going to do her best to kind of sprint across the pods to get over by uh, Jill and that larger one with the sleeping Pokemon. Basically just like run across several pods jumping from side to side away from the action to try to get close to Jill. So that would make you cross the action. Okay. Because you guys were in like the first bobbles closest to the elevator and that's the direction he's walking in, and the tunnel is now effectively... The Taskmaster's between you and the tunnel now, because that's where he was, and now he's walking towards you. Okay, scratch that. I don't want to do that. Um, I guess I want to examine this pod that's next to me, see if uh, I can see what kind of creature's in there, and if I can mechanically see what's going on, how to release it. Okay. Uh, uh, I think I had... Uh, Tins, I think I had you do an investigation check. Yeah, so uh, I think Tins was on mute there, but uh, investigation. investigation check, please. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 17. Okay, so first and foremost, your watch, you're able to kind of pick up the watch had already registered this kind of in that big flux. And um, inside the bobble is an e, uh, is a little Joltik, which is a, like a little four-legged <laughs> bug Pokemon uh, with, I think, blue eyes. Anyways, um, I love that guy. As you're as you're looking at the <laughs> containment like bobble, three inches wide. Three inches wide is that, is that what it is? <laughs> Joltics are like, yeah, it's like the size of a tick. Tiny. Oh height. shit! Is it Point really? Zero one meters. <laughs> yeah, Joltics are Wait, super 1. tiny. 1.3 pounds. No. That's oh really? What, yeah. It's, huh. So okay. they're very dense. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> there's two. Evolves into Galvantula, who is the shit. <laughs> electric grass type or electric bug? Something like that. Electric, electric bug. bug. Um, yeah. So, 17, you're looking at the bobble. Again, it's kind of a mix of plastic and metal. There's no real intuitive way to open it uh, that you can tell. Okay. Um, <laughs> June takes one look at this subpar, not very tough looking Pokemon, and just very quietly cracks open Aaron's Pokeball and. She sets him in her in her lap real quick and just covers his mouth. Just ready to go with Aaron just in case Jimmy needs help. Okay. And then Morty, you get kind of a free roll turn here. Uh, can I I can see June? You you're in, currently in the elevator with the door closed in front of you. You can't really see anything. I thought we all stepped off the elevator. Um I did not know you stepped off the elevator. I thought you were still in it. But um you are back to the closed elevator doors then, kind of in a little you know, two foot gap between the door to the elevator and kind of the wall of the room. And you can see June ahead of you that now just released Aaron and cupped over its mouth. You see the taskmaster focused on Jimmy kind of uh, rotating in the other direction. So uh, we'll say you're pretty unimpeded, right? I'm, I'm going to approach the same pod that June is at. Okay. And I am going to uh, pull out a choose Pokeball and slide it underneath the pod and then release a chew. <laughs> okay, so uh, give me a sneak with advantage, please. Or stealth check, excuse me, a sneak. 17. Yeah, so you make it out there uh, very, very easily. Um, 
a chew pops out, um, and the pod that it's under just kind of like, boom, kind of like gets sprung up a little bit and tips over. Uh, tips over onto its side. Its little red uh, bulb goes on, and it's just a just kind of the same thing as when the Pokemon died, and it just says misreading, misreading. And the guy behind the computer, he's still clacking away. He's like, uh, hey, boss, I think we got a problem with 22. Like, the guy behind the monitors, kind of oblivious to what's going on. Um, so our, and our hiding spot's gone, right? Uh, so now, well, technically, he opened it, I think, to a different bobble. Rolled it under a different bobble, right? No, the the one that the that <laughs> okay, Jay was yeah, in front no, of. your hiding it's spot's gone. <laughs> and now the taskmaster will say for shits and I mean, I mean, he knows. Like he's not. Let's give him. Uh, let's give him a little bit of credit here. He hears the alarm go <laughs> off. A Pokemon appear. Shit get knocked over. And he's like, oh fuck. There's two more. Um, Does the Joltik look injured in any way? Is it? It's kind of. Uh, it kind of gets bopped around. It's bobble. The cables are still on it. It's kind of laying on its side, but it... Can I try and, like, grab it and remove, like, pull it off the cable? No, I mean, it's still inside the containment bobble. Uh, the okay. bobble didn't shatter open or anything. It's just... Okay. Now just the whole thing's just tipped over. It's on the side. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, so, hey, right. roll initiative, I guess. <laughs> All right! <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Joe Your June. Thanks for tuning in to episode 10. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope you enjoy the rest. Hope you're staying safe at home or wherever you are, um, safe and healthy. I want to give a special, special shout out to all our Patreon subscribers that donate $10 or more to m- a month. These are our master trainers. Andre K, Jello Crew, Tarkin Davis, Darth Nate, No Comus, Holly Roxana, Rockin' R's Woodshop, Strive for Honor, Max Bender, Eyeless the Friar, Nasty Neil, Craig Spaulding, Joseph Vidimos, Vidimos, Mark Albright, Anthony Cole, Caitlin Harvey, Lauren Rouse, James Wallingford, Garrett Johnson, Joey Balboa, Fumbles O'Brien, Spoopy Fondue, 8-Bit Wizard, Sam J. O. Melton, Jason Cumberland, Team Finch, Charles Hollow, Chris Nelson, Adam Hoffling, Mark Deacon, Matthew Watson, Raver E. Alice, Brandon Galbraith, Super Average Jason, Brendan Endicott, Grant Trickle and Liquor Locker. Thank you all so, so much for supporting the show, especially through this time. Um, thank you to all our patrons and all our listeners. Um, so far through quarantine, we've been trying to pump out a ton of content to all patrons. So if you're interested, um, a lot of cool stuff has been going out. All you need to do is donate $1 a month. So $1 every 30 days, uh, low, low price, and you get tons of content, <clears throat> excuse me, tons of content, and especially recently. So you can go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern to do that. Um, enjoy the rest of the show, and we'll see you next time. Nineteen. I'm sorry, twenty-one. Plus two decks. Twenty-one as well. Plus two decks for me. Plus three. Jimmy wins. Uh, so we're, we've got Jimmy, June, Morty, 
Taskmaster. Okay. Uh, Has the Taskmaster sent out? So, uh, if you recall, when we ended the conversation, I kind of just had him toss his in the air. So, oh, so right. kind of all of this is happening the, while yeah. those are in the air. Um, and we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say to kind of start the action here, the Taskmaster is acting last, but the balls crack open. And uh, the first that you see, the first Pokemon you see... Um, you're, you're, we'll say, uh, Jimmy, since you're kind of in the line of fire here, your watch goes off, and of course, everybody's watch will register this. Ball toy. Ball toy moves while spinning around on its one foot. Primitive wall paintings depicting this Pokemon living among people were discovered in some ancient ruins. Can you spell that? B. Okay, never mind. B A L T O Y. Oh, yep. I see. I see. I see. And the other Pokeball cracks open, and. The Pokemon that erupts out of that knocks over four containment uh, bobbles on its own. (laughs) Hippowdon. It brandishes its gaping mouth in a display of fearsome strength. It raises fast... Oh, that guy's huge, right? Damn it, Tins. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm a fan. I like Hippowdon. But anyway, go ahead. You were saying something. Hippowdon. Please just have my voice be the watch this whole time. I was, just for I this was wondering. <laughs> it brandishes its gaping mouth in a display of fearsome strength. It raises vast quantities of sand while attacking. So this Hippowdon gets released and just a booming as it's like like similar to what uh, Achu the nose pass did. It just kind of materializes and starts knocking off uh bobbles around it and um, the ball toy is actually floating near the Taskmaster. The Hippowdon is facing uh, Jimmy. And uh, Jimmy you're up. Hippowdon is like feels way stronger than Timber to me. When I think about Timber in my head and I think about Hippowdon um, I'm a little afraid. Um, But that being said, let's give it a try. Um, still trying to... Well, I guess they're not hiding anymore, right? They popped out into the open and they saw him. Well, but he'll still try and sort of tank them for a minute and let them do what they will do with their Pokemon. Uh, Timber Timber will use a low kick on Hippowden, which is a seven. Seven's a little low. Yeah. Um, so Timber's release kind of described that a little bit to me while uh, uh, June thinks about what her turn's going to look like well i'm gonna say so it's ac i'm gonna say timber like co- sort of runs in and baseball slides into Hippowden and he's big so he just hits him and it doesn't hurt like he just sort of he just sort of hits him and bounces off and is like ah shit so uh Hippowdon, as the as the uh timber bounces off just cracks open its mouth and just like another like kind of loud engulfing scream just like right in the timber's face um and June, you're up. Okay. Um, so June looking around, MPs all over the place, Taskmaster, some pretty badass looking Pokemon. She is going to frantically search around for some kind of pod that has something as strongest looking. She doesn't know anything about Pokemon, but any, the, the toughest, strongest, most fearsome looking Pokemon that is within 30 feet of Aaron so that he could do something. Okay, uh, do me a perception check. Or give me a perception check. Okay. 
do I need a perception? Damn, 24. Um, so two containment bobbles over. You kind of train your watch to see if it was already registered. And let me pull this up and I'll, I think this is a time where we can read one. So, so you're kind of train your watch and you find one. Electabuzz. When a storm arrives, gangs of this Pokemon compete with each other to scale heights that are likely to be stricken by lightning bolts. Some towns use Electabuzz in place of lightning rods. And you see just kind of this uh, Electabuzz, uh, which, you know, is kind of like a bipedal, almost humanoid like uh, looking thing, yellow and black. It's kind of like sheltered up into this bobble, one of the bigger bobbles in the room. Um, mm -hmm. And it's kind of, like I said, kind of contained in this bobble cables going to it but you've identified that like hey this this might be the biggest thing we got going on here okay let me ask you a question here mechanically i would like to send aaron just on a spree of like go smash as many as you can and i would also like to release machop to fight and i know i can only give one action to a pokemon like on my turns but can i choose whether that action is Aaron smash or Machop fight kind of thing, but I have both of them out or no, it's up to you. Um, I think uh, mechanically, I think in the story, how we're playing this, I think that makes sense. Okay, so I'm gonna do that just from a story perspective. I want, uh, I'm just gonna yell at Bud, but that one smash and start smashing all these. We need some help. And Aaron's gonna rush off to the Electabuzz's canister while I just release Machop next to me and I say, baptism by fire there, Randy, let's go. And just get a, getting him ready for battle. But the action is going to be Aaron's kind of smash into the Electabuzz to try to open that, oh, crack that thing open. I'll just use like a, I don't know, use one of my melee attacks. Plus four. Okay, I got 15. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's good enough to hit the, hit the bobble. All right. Uh, it's plus three on that, so six. Okay, um, a little bit of uh, the metal uh, kind of the, that surrounds the the containment bobble, where kind of some of the that kind of like that red light was, and where the sound was coming from. That dents in a little bit, but it doesn't look too worse for wear. All right, but pro progress was made. Just hasn't ha hasn't cracked open yet. Um, more to Europe. Which way is a chew facing? Is he facing like <laughs> north? Well, obviously facing north, but is like <laughs> Jimmy and a taskmaster like north? Is there are there I'm gonna I mean, have this be you can have a chew register its nose to point north, but it's not just always pointing always, north. Okay, so you perfect. can have it pointing what direction. <laughs> um A chew, it looks like Jimmy could use some help. Um let's let's go over and help him on our way. Use your snot shield. And uh, Jimmy, and uh, not Jimmy, Achu is going to use Harden, and we're going to make our way over <laughs> to Jimmy. Har Harden is called snot shield now, just so you know. <laughs> Muc and, and like just mucus comes pouring out of his nose oh, and just kind of covers uh, Achu. I knew giving you Achu was, or uh, now I'm calling <laughs> That's a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah, so does Harden just happen? Yeah, it's in, it's just instant. Cool. So it's the taskmaster taskmaster's turn. The taskmaster snaps over and sees uh, sees a chew on its uh, on his way over, and uh, sees um, Hippowdon just take a hit from timber. 
and the Taskmaster cracks a whip, and the ball, uh, the ball toy kind of like becomes rigid. And he goes, ball toy, rapid spin on the booger thing. (laughs) 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 Hippowdon, bite that, what what is it, timber? Hippowdon, bite that timber. Timber. So, 19 uh, on you, uh, Achoo. That'll hit. Okay. Just barely. Um... So take four damage, and I think it's a normal type move, so I think you might be resistant to that. Normal, yeah. Yep, you're right. Okay. So uh, two damage from there. So the ball toy just starts spinning very quickly. Actually, let's add a little bit of flair. The Taskmaster whips around the ball toy and kind of like rips it like a Beyblade <laughs> and just sends, <laughs> and sends it towards uh, the nose pass. And it just kind of is spinning and it just kind of clinks against it kind of like a topwood. And uh, the Hapaudon, uh, another and it opens its mouth and uh, tries a, a vicious bite onto the timber. And is an 11 going to hit tins? No. Okay. So nice. Hapaudon clamps down uh, right next to Timber as it definitely hops out of the way and uh, Jimmy you're up yeah uh, Timber is gonna use bite so he just kind of faces down with the uh, Hippowden and he's kind of got his uh, he's got his 4x4 out behind him sort of like an anime samurai Um, and he's got his other hand up in front of him ready to like sort of block, absorb, and attack. Fair enough. Uh, so, Timber is squared up, ready to take some damage, much like our old friend, the C-Dot. Um, June, over to you. Yeah, June is glancing around the battlefield, watching this action unfurl. Uh, looks over the top to see... I just want to see what Jill is doing. Like, what's her demeanor right now? Curious. Um, so, from what you see at a quick glance... Jill is like, she's almost like sprawling herself, uh, kind of arms out in front of the containment shield as if pseudo protecting it. Um, okay. But you can tell she's keeping a very keen eye on what's going on. Um, okay. So, she, so my idea was I don't want to, I want to ask for her help, but I don't want to break her cover. So seeing that, it looks like she's still very much trying to put on a face. So, uh, June looks back to Aaron and says, keep it up, bud. Harder this time. And Aaron shakes off, like does a little head shake, like his his head's hurting from slamming into that thing. And he summons forth these rocks and he's going to try to use rock tomb on the same container, a little bit stronger of an attack with these kind of boulders that come off the the mountain walls, basically, and start flying towards this uh, Electabuzz's container. So um, rock tomb calls for a strength saving throw so if you want to i don't want to if the container makes a strength saving throw or not i'll have you uh make a strength based attack on it instead okay yeah that works for aaron absolutely okay so it's plus five that's an 18 okay yep so and uh, kind of describe this to me and um i will describe kind of what happens to the bubble so describe like where the rocks are coming from what's happening and i'll kind of let you know the end result so yeah, so like I said, he shakes his head. He starts to kind of tense up and shakes. 
uh, and little rocks start to form from underneath him. Little pebbles kind of float up from the ground, and then these huge chunks of rock just come flying from the mountain walls that are kind of surrounding this place and start flying at this canister, uh, pelting it in the same place that where he caused a little dent, um, just flying in, trying to crack this thing open. So, And let me give you the damage, I okay. guess, first. Uh, that's 10, 10 damage. The rock tomb crashes into the sides, kind of in the metal, uh, in the metal piece where it already dented and it starts breaking apart and it's kind of like coming, not unhinged, but it's starting to fall off the sides of the containment bobble and that red alarm goes off and and you just hear from behind the monitors, hey boss, 62, we got problems, bud. <laughs> and he's, and you just kind of hear more clacking away at a keyboard, uh, but Aaron definitely made some more progress on that. It uh, kind of looks like it's on its last leg, um, the containment Sweet. bobble. Uh, Mortimer. Achoo, um, I want you to go and maneuver yourself to put yourself between Timba and um, that Hippowdon. Um, I, I, we we got to make sure that we keep all our friends uh, nice and safe. And uh, so Achoo runs over there, and he goes, oh, yeah. What'd I call it? Snot, snot shield? Th- make sure you use that snot shield thing again. That's that's pretty freaking cool. So he's going <laughs> to use Harden again. I love that Mortimer just has a nice, quiet, civilized conversation with this Pokemon in the midst <laughs> of battle. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, bud. Calm, calm and relaxed. <laughs> Yeah, Achoo's going to mosey on over there kind of, and, and try and put himself between Timber and the Hippowdon. Um, he's, Hippowdon is so focused on Timber, he successfully kind of navigates himself in between the Hippowdon and, and the Timber. Um, the And he uses Harden, right? You said? Yeah. Yep. The, ta- the Taskmaster, again, kind of slings out his whip and rips Baltoy um Towards uh, towards Jill and her, uh, you said Machop. Randy is in front of her, right? June, June, and yeah, Machop's like right next to her as she's yelling to Aaron. And he goes, "We just pumped up." Okay, so um, he rips the ball toy towards June. It's it's kind of like uh, it, it's still spinning. Um, this time, not in a rapid spin. He goes, "Take care of that Machop confusion and hip out on bite through that rock." So, um, for ball toy, um, does a 16 hit? Yep, sure does. <laughs> That's not going to be good. We're level one. No, we're not. Randy is. Uh, for four. So, eight? Because I'm fighting type. So, eight. Okay, he's still up. Um, and then Hippowdon on... You said Achoo, you put yourself in between? Yeah. And um, I said bite, so I will do that. And that's an eight. So um, Hippowdon bites down and just immediately its mouth snaps open. It starts like gagging. And like <laughs> snot is just kind of like a chew's own like snot shield is just kind of like being regurgitated back out of the Hippowdon as it kind of like <laughs> flutters a couple steps back in disgust. And uh, Jimmy, you're up. Okay. Well, Timber's just biting. Fruitlessly, it would seem. Yeah, Achoo kind of stole your thunder there. Do you want to, like, jockey for position in front of Achoo? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll say uh, Timber Timber sees that the Hippowden is attacking uh, disgusting Achu and will uh, sort of dart quickly between them, still with his hand up defensively, ready to tank a hit. Fair enough. And what is Timber's weaknesses? Like psychic? He's fighting, psychic, flying, other fighting types. Uh, that might be it. Okay, cool. That's enough info for me. Uh, June, you're up. Okay, June seeing Machop kind of get slid back by this rapid spin, just turns back to him. He's like, hang in there. I'm, you're tough. I know it. Aaron, keep at it. Crush that thing. And she's gonna, Aaron's gonna do another rock tomb. So I'm gonna make a strength based attack. Plus five. That's an 11 against a. Uh, ele- 11 will hit, master. but it'll have diminishing okay. returns. All right. So damage. Nice. 13 damage. Roll max damage 10. So the the uh, metal portion that Aaron has been viciously attacking kind of cracks, and the bobble, kind of like the lack of weight on one side, kind of throws the bobble off kilter, and it crashes away from Aaron and kind of pops open. The electabuzz kind of rolling out, and it's uh, it makes a little little bit of like a uh, like a, a, a rumbling noise, like it's in pain. Those. Uh, the the cables are still attached to it, but it is no longer in that containment bobble. Nice. Um, Mortimer, you're up. And don't forget you guys have items you can use. Don't forget that this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Morty, you're up. I chew out. We'll get time to bring the pain. Bring the pain. Here we go with the boogie boom boom on that Hippowdon. We're going we're gonna to tackle... Attempt to tackle this Hippowdon. That's a one. A natural one. <laughs> a natural one. Uh, yeah, that's not going to fly, buddy. Uh, tell me what happens. Achoo starts tar- charging this Hippowdon and just randomly turns north and goes careening <laughs> off <laughs> north away from the Hippowdon. <laughs> that's, that's very good. Uh, I'm a fan of that. So... The Hippowdon, like, awkwardly just looks at the uh, uh, chew now, kind of moseying in a different direction. And uh, the Taskmaster uh, yells over to Baltoy, Baltoy, rapid spin, Hippowdon, Ice Fang on that timber. Ice Fang. Damn. Uh, 15, uh, Joe, on Machop. Yeah. yeah, that'll hit. Okay, hold on. Can't get a hold of my dice here. Uh, for three damage. Oh, we're still up. Um, so the ball toy, uh, away from the Taskmaster's whip range now, just kind of throws its uh, uh, itself into a spin and just kind of careens down and clips Machop uh, in the side. And Hippowdon, it reopens its gaping maw and its teeth be- 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 uh, begin to form like a Paul Wall grill around them <laughs> as it chomps down on Timber. Uh, does a 12 hit timber tie goes to the attacker yes 12 hits okay. 6 damage 6 and it's what type of attack ice okay so just a straight 6 I believe so yep I will take 6 damage 
All right. So Timber, uh, I think it's the third. Is this the third bide turn? Is this like the release the energy turn or is there one um, more? It, it is. I think, don't I only, I think at this level I can only hold it for two. It goes uh, at level 10, I can hold it for three turns. Um, so yes, this is the unleash. And so who hit me? Hippowdon. Hippowdon, who's right in front Correct. of me. And he hit me with a ice fang? Yes. Okay. So Timber takes the hit, shrugs back, but like does some kung fu and twirls around and swings his bat or his 4 by 4 to try to hit the Hippowdon for double damage. Fucking nine. Nine's mm. not going to do it. You guys are rolling like shit, boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> despite well. the theatrics, Timber swings and a miss. No. <laughs> All right. So... June's up. Um, so I see I see Baltoy kind of slamming back into Machop and Machop like like hurling at one of the canisters and just kind of like slowly slide down. And June sees him getting his ass kicked. And you know, the Electabuzz is out. So June rushes over to Aaron, just calling out, Bud, go get Randy, help him out. And I want uh, Aaron just to kind of like start galloping over to the Machop and scoop him up so that the Machop grabs on and is now hanging onto Aaron as they are running away from the ball toy. And uh, June rushes over to the Electabuzz and kind of like slaps its face and pours a potion down its mouth. And that's going to be my action to just kind of try to recover this thing back to consciousness uh, as a little boost with, with one of my potions. And that's it, unless you'll let me kind of talk this guy into fighting. Uh, well, so give me the... You have to roll the... Or, no, or is the potion just flat? I'm sorry. Or is it... Oh, yeah. I mean, if you, I can recover HP. I was just doing it as kind of like a boost. But, yeah, it, it would recover the, 2d4 plus the 4. The amount so. of HP you roll is relevant. Okay. It's going to be yeah, relevant. Sure. So first d4 is a 3 plus a 4. So, set, so what's that? 11? 11 HP? Okay. The Electabuzz... Uh, 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 I don't know. So you you pour his mouth, and it takes a second, and then all of a sudden its eyes shoot open, and it pops up on on its both feet, and it kind of throws its arm arms in the air, kind of like this, and just unleashes a roar as it tears the cables that are connected to the top of its head. It shoulder checks you out of the way in a fury, <laughs> and it just starts palming past these uh, these uh, I- these bobbles as it makes its way towards the tunnel. Of course, the tunnel. The t- the, like the Taskmaster tunnel direction. So oh, like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, out okay. on Jimmy, Taskmaster, whatever. Nice. Um, and June June will take eight damage from just this Damn. massive okay. body check from the ele- <laughs> nice. Electabuzz. But the Electabuzz has been cut loose, and uh, you have... But it's it's running. It's not helping. It's it's running towards the Taskmaster. You don't know what it's doing. Oh, it's, okay, uh, okay. The, okay. The thing on June was more to show that it has no, no friends no here. No allegiance. Right. Got it. <laughs> and I will actually... Uh, so that was June. I'm going to roll... 
Actually, it goes uh, right in front of the Taskmaster. So, Morty, you're up. Achoo. Uh, use that sniffer. Hit, get that hip out and hit him with that boogie boom boom one more time. Is that like a, is that like our thing now? Boogie <laughs> boom boom. Hey, that, that's what tackles called. I, you need to. We need to make a, a, ne- a note for the Pokedex guy. We need to be able to rename the moves. Because that's what I'm going to call it. It's not going to get confusing. Boogie boom boom. I know. <laughs> no. I, I said I said I'm going to hit him with a tackle. Boogie boom boom and snot shield for call God, Nintendo. What's wrong with that? Uh, Seventeen to hit. <laughs> that hits. Hey, six damage. Maybe uh, maybe Lanny will get in this here soon. I don't know. <laughs> um, so the ball toy is screaming after uh, the Aaron and uh, uh, the Machop, and the Taskmaster flicks its uh, his whip out and catches the, the ball toy around the waist and spins the whip over his head and s- fires it again, and the ball toy is just spinning uh, very rapidly in the Taskmaster. Confusion! Hip out on, damn it, Ice Fang! And there is just this chaos that happens. First, the ball toy um, begins to get surrounded by this orb of kind of purple energy as it fires out towards uh, Randy. And a 14. Mm, yep. Okay. So that is for six. Randy is down. And the Hippowdon rears back for an Ice Fang on the Electabuzz. And that's a three, so that's going to miss. And the Electabuzz is now in front, and it's kind of swaying back and forth. It is furious. Um, And the Electabuzz all of a sudden kind of like zip, zip, kind of like the change of a channel, like zips away from the Hippowdon and then comes back in. And you uh, can kind of recognize a little bit as a, a very quick attack. <laughs> uh, and that's that's a hit. So Electabuzz doing a lot of a lot of good work for the Void Grunts here uh, for four damage. And uh, actually, what this attack looks like, it zips out and it zips back, and the Hippowdon kind of turning its head to try and follow gets caught with just a vicious. Uh, uh, just kind of elbow from the Electabuzz kind of reappearing out of nowhere. And uh, that's causing the uh, the Hippowdon to open its mouth. And the Electabuzz reaches in and grabs onto two of the Hippowdon's teeth. Um, and you just see Electric just careening from its body as it unleashes an absolutely massive Thundershock. <laughs> Natural 20. Holy shit. Okay. Electabuzz, superhero. <laughs> um, Wait, on Hippowdon? Yes. Ground types are immune. To electric damage. To electric, 100% immune. (laughs) That's a bummer. Damn, damn, (laughs) damn. I was really excited about what this was going to look like. It can still look really cool. It just won't do anything. So uh, that is a huge bummer. So what can we do? So six damage from a quick attack. What if he does it to Baltoy instead? Uh, Because no, like the Baltoy is not anywhere close to Electabuzz. Um, you know what's <laughs> hilarious and again inside the DM's brain I intentionally gave the Taskmaster a Hippowdon because in my mind I'm like it would make sense for him to control the electric Pokemon he has a ground type Pokemon yeah right like that's why I designed it that way <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot alright whatever my <laughs> night's entire night is ruined whatever comes back in from the quick attack Electabuzz knows that Hippowdon's a ground type um and I audible to low kick and missed. So here we go. <laughs> Electabuzz is just in, enraged in front of the Hippowdon. 
you use it as a distraction, and uh, it's got the Hippowdon's attention. Tins, you're up. Okay, let's let's. Uh... Timber is still just like seething and running around. He's been poking at the Hippowdon, and this time he's coming in hot, trying to low kick him in the knee. We'll say, to the extent that hippopotamuses have knees, and that is a six. <laughs> Jesus, are you serious? <laughs> oh, Lord, this is the longest. Get Gothit out here. Get Gothit out here. Maybe I should. <laughs> that would take up my whole turn, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I mean, not like your turns have mattered. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, to be fair, not like June's turns have mattered. Uh, I mean, Electabuzz who does, doing who no does damage no with electric. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, yeah, it was a good. It was a good thought. Jimmy misses June. You're up. June, uh, with tears welling up in her eyes, scoops up Randy and just says, "Damn it, Randy, I'm sorry," and holds him in uh, her arms as she's running, still running towards the battlefield, um, posting up next to Jimmy. And just screams at the Aaron, Aaron, do something. Let's take this thing down. And Aaron is going to rush forward with a metal claw at the uh, Bowden's hide. And that is a seven. Morty, you're up. (laughs) (laughs) Morty's Morty's just sitting there going, going, more like Randy Machump. Am I right? Uh, all right, all right, uh, Achoo, hit him with that boogie boom boom one more time. Let's look like it's all on us. Level one nose pass, doing all the work tonight. <laughs> 16 to hit. That hits. Four damage. Um, Electabuzz spins up with two uh, with a low kick followed by a quick attack, uh, noticing that lightning probably isn't the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 18. <laughs> Quick attack, hitting for six damage. And the low kick coming through with a 13, so that's a hit. Nice. For eight damage, so 14 damage by Electabuzz. Sweet. Not bad, not bad. Should try getting hits sometimes, boys. The Taskmaster is up. All right, ball toy, scrape against the ground, kick up a mud slap on a chew. A chew, nose pass, God damn it. <laughs> Does a seven hit? Nope. Um, kicking over to Hippowdon. Hippowdon, bite that Electabuzz. Uh, that hits 26. Uh, for 10 damage on the Electabuzz, just the Hippowdon crunches down on Electabuzz with a vicious, vicious bite. Um, and the Electabuzz, like, sparks a couple times and falls limp within the Hippowdon's mouth as it coughs it out. Yikes. And Jimmy, you're up. (laughs) Come on, Lenny. Jimmy's like, Lenny, buddy. Sometimes you gotta... Sometimes we need to cut our losses. I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll get him next time. He sucks Lenny back up and he throws out Gothita, a.k.a. Trish. My friend from high school. <laughs> <laughs> and June um, quickly puts Machop back in the Pokeball to kind of free up her other hand and still screams at Aaron, Come on, bud! Come on! Keep at it! Another Metal Claw. 
This time a 19. That hits. Hey, with a boy, had a boy. Is that and a. Sorry? How much damage? 11? 11 damage. Steel damage, yep. Okay. And is that like a flinch or anything on that? Uh, no, I rolled a 16, then added my modifier, so I. 19 or 20 would cause a flinch, but. Nothing. Uh, Morty. The Powdon is looking not so good. Time to give him the business one last time. Hit him with that boogie boom boom. Let's finish him off. We can move to this other, that's Willy Majiggy. 15 to hit. That hits. Yeah. Three damage. That is not going to close the door on this one. Chip it away, <laughs> chip it away. I'd like to buzz this down. Uh, the Taskmaster noticing the, the, big, the big hit from the air and... Um, he calls out, Ball toy, Hippowdon, focus your attacks on that thing, whatever it is. Fire Fang, confusion. Does a 17 hit for the confusion? Yeah. Uh, so four damage from the confusion. Okay. And Fire Fang, an eight. The misses. Nice. Okay, so the Hippowdon, the, the confusion, kind of same thing. The ball toy's spinning and kind of gets surrounded by a purple orb and it fires and it hits Aaron, uh, Buddy the Aaron in the side. And the Hippowdon whirls around its maw filled with, uh, with flame and it just chomps down, almost extinguishing the flame in its mouth uh, by chomping uh, too early. Um, and it completely misses the Aaron, bringing it up to Jimmy. All right. Gothita, Trish, we're doing it. Um, we're back in the back in the driver's seat. The uh, <laughs> what's his name here cannot uh, cannot uh, deflect a confusion with his skin. So do that, <laughs> and she gets. A 21! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that hits. All right. Um, confusion's not... That's ranged. Okay. I didn't. I can't follow that up with a tickle. Uh, 1d8 plus 1 is a 4. The Hippowdon kind of like flattens out onto its stomach as it kind of its legs give way uh, from this confusion, and it meagerly pops itself back up on all four. Uh, actually, June, you're up next. Oh, that's right. That's me. My bad. My bad. Uh, finish it off, Aaron. Let's go. Back on your feet. And Aaron pops up from after getting blasted by this ball toy um, and comes forward, just leaps onto the Hippowden's like, snout, just in between its giant nostrils, and just comes down with a hard metal claw uh, right, right between the eyes. And that is an 18. That hits. And five damage. Five damage on the nose. Pun intended. Hippowdon throws its head back, and Aaron deftly hops off of the Hippowdon's head as it just collapses to the ground with a a big, like, and like a puff of dust and uh, debris kind of uh, flutter up from its weight crashing into the ground. And the Taskmaster cracks open the ball, return, and he hops back on his things like, we need help now! And he takes off running towards the tunnel and is shouting directions at um, 
at the MPs that were just kind of hiding behind the bobble. Stop this! Stop them! Get in their way! I don't know what they're doing! Stop them! And he pushes past uh, Jill, who is still kind of reserved. Um, and June, you hear your watch go off. Beep, beep, boop, doop, beep, boop. Hey, yeah, Geneva, uh, extra- you guys uh, kind of seem to be in a thing. Uh, extraction, what's going on down there? What do we need? Uh, Geneva, there's there's shit going down there. Using electric Pokemon to power as a huge power source. There's tons of them down here. We just got in a huge battle. They're running. We got to go. Either get us out of here or I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Pokemon? How many Pokemon? Dozens. I don't know. She looks around. I don't really know how many there are. Well, it was at least like over 150 because there was like 100 and... Pod number was 140 whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. So lots. You just hear Geneva Christ. And you you like before it cuts out, you just hear her say, send everyone. And it just it just cuts out. Um the taskmaster is still making his way out, just kind of laying out stuff that's that's kind of going on. Jill is now hiding kind of behind the containment bubble, but like starting to retreat following the taskmaster kind of into the tunnel. Uh, the three MPs are running out. They've got their firearms pulled up. And you hear the elevator, ting! And it's going up. Uh, it, you see it going to another floor. Um, okay. Just for my notes, what did he call it? Project what? Project uh, was... Uh, power Surge. Power Surge, that's right. Project Power Surge. Okay, uh, June kind of like puts her watch back down and says, they're coming, boys, let's go, and chases after the Taskmaster. Yeah. Jimmy's um, excited about the chase. He chases. So you just hear kind of in the distance, uh, hey, boss, I'm getting a lot of red signals everywhere around this room. <laughs> and he rolls out from behind the monitors, and he just kind of sees the chaos, the kind of the, the material carnage that was left throughout the room. And he looks around, and he just reaches over and slams kind of like a that was easy button that's on the control panel <laughs> and he hits it and the white lights that are in the room begin to strobe between red and white and unlike what's on the containment bobbles, the alarm, this is a massive like deafening alarm that goes off uh, throughout not only where you are but you can almost hear it ripple through every floor of the power plant and he hides under his desk. Like, he hits that, and he just, fuck this, and he deep tucks <laughs> under his desk. Um, you, so, June, you're heading after the Taskmaster. Yep, yep, racing after him. Um, Jill has kind of, like, sa- sauntered into, kind of, like, slunk away. Uh, Morty and Jimmy, what are you two doing? Gonna chase after June. Yeah. Save? Ooh. Uh, Ten. Ten? Fourteen. Save. Plus two. Seventeen. Okay. So, uh, June, you're leading the charge, so you probably have like a better vantage point as to what's going on. But the Taskmaster rips past the edge of the containment bobble, and the three MPs that were pushing it in lift up their guns, and they just start 
unloading bullets at you guys. And you see it at the last second, and you dive out of the way. And uh, so you're able to kind of like tumble and kind of hide yourself uh, almost on the other side of the containment bobble um, as they're just kind of firing into the open room. Uh, Jimmy, you don't find yourself so lucky. You actually catch a, um, a bullet that ricochets off of one of the metal pieces of the containment bobble and clips you in the arm for six damage. Rude. <laughs> Morty, you dive behind a, a bobble and you, you only take two damage as they, they actually fire into the bobble and it rolling back or kind of like tipping back into you is what hits Morty, uh, dealing him two damage. So you guys are, for lack of a better term, currently kind of pinned down um, by these three individuals, and the alarms are sounding. You guys are pinned down within the basement of the power plant, and we'll catch you next time on You Mean It's Ever Presents Void. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Nice.